Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we're talking to Carmen Turner Schott. Um, she is a licensed practicing clinical social worker, psychological astrologer, writer, and teacher with the national and international clientele. She began her astrological work at the age of 16 after an experience with the glowing ball of light in her doorway, which we are going to make her explain here. Um, and her goal is to educate and offer spiritual support. She has dedicated her life to astrological research and counseling. And I'm so glad to have her here with us so she can explain. I have to say that, um, and I was telling her this before we got on the radio, every time I go near astrology, I go blank. I just, it just gets very complicated to me. I don't understand it. And frankly, I don't know, want to know how you got there. I just want to know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> so I am so glad to have her here with us because she makes astrology simple, which is what I need. Thanks so much. And welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So first thing I want to know is, what is that ball of light in the doorway that, <laughs> that happened to you at 16? <laughs> yes. Well, it was really interesting because ever since I was little, I used to just feel different. Like I was really emotional, very sensitive, and I was afraid of the dark. I always had to mm -hmm. have a nightlight on, and I never really knew why. That's just how I was. My mother yeah. used to tell me that I would dream a very vivid dreamer and I'd wake up, you know, talking, I slept walk, I was, I was a sleepwalker and I yeah. would wake her up in the night from, you know, saying I had bad dreams or, you know, I was always a little different and I didn't really remember doing that as a kid, but she told me I did. So when I was 16, I was always very interested in spirituality and religion and mm -hmm. angels and and all of these things, I, I just naturally, it was part of me. I, I don't know why I was born this way. Uh, yeah. And so at the time, at the time, I didn't know astrology. And so I didn't have anything to validate my experiences. I just mm -hmm. knew I was different. And I felt like no one would understand me if I shared some of the things I felt and saw and experienced. So one day, you know, I played basketball in high school and we had a big game and, um, and it was a big deal. I was a senior. And I made, a, I was a three-point shooter and I had a great night. You know, we won. It was a great game. I was in a great mood. I remember coming home um, late, went to bed that night. My mother, her room and, and my dad's room was right across the hall from mine. We had a very small house. So I always had to have my bed facing the door where I could see out into the uh, bathroom where there was a mm -hmm. nightlight. And so I got ready, went to bed like usual, laid down. I'm laying there. It's probably two in the morning. Um, and I, I, all of a sudden I looked towards my doorway and I saw this glowing yellow translucent ball of light floating there. And it was about the size of a softball. I mean, it was yeah. pretty big. It wasn't. And I thought, 
oh, I was scared. I'll be honest. Because oh, yeah. it was the end. No. <laughs> I'd be terrified. I mean, yeah. I, I was terrified because, well, now <laughs> I'm like, I should have walked over to this thing. It, it was not anything to be afraid of. But at the time I was terrified. So I laid there and I had no voice. Mm-hmm. I couldn't scream. I couldn't move. I, I was just like, all I had control of was my mind. And mm-hmm. I laid there watching this thing and I kept praying please don't have it come in my room over and over again. I kept yeah. praying in my head, in my mind. And, and it never did. It never came inside of my room. It stayed. Were you frozen? The- were you frozen from terror or were you paralyzed from something from the light? I believe it was from the light because yeah. I wanted to move. I wanted to get up. I wasn't that terrified. I just was like, I want to get my mother so she can see it too. And I, tr- I kept trying to yell her name, mm-hmm. mom, but nothing would come out. I laid there for maybe hours watching oh, this thing and it, and it went down the hall and came back right in my door sill. And then it went into the bathroom. It came back and it floated there. It never came in my room because I kept praying for it not to. And right. I, that's the only thing I knew because I was scared of mm-hmm. it because I didn't know what it was. And right. I, was, I still I was, don't was know what it that. is. What is it? Well, I think I'll tell you this. I ended up finally it released me or yeah. whatever released me. And I had my voice and I screamed mom really loud and woke her up. And I said, look in my doorway. She yells back. Oh, I said, do you see it? Yes. Wow. I said, what is it? What is it, mom? She said, I don't know. She said, just go back to sleep. Maybe someone's shining a flashlight. <laughs> She said, maybe someone's shining a flashlight into the window. I'm like, mom, no, it has form. It's translucent like water. It's huge. She's like, oh, it's not a flashlight. Maybe it's a lightning bug. No, it's not a lightning bug. So she said, just go back to sleep. She wasn't going near it either. (laughs) No. And she, she always told me that I always did this to her and woke her up. So it was just like, she wanted her sleep. She had to go to work the next day. Just go to, you know, it was like being frustrated as a mother, you know, you're tired, you're working, you got, you know, you got this kid that's waking you up. So she went back to sleep and I laid there and watched it until I guess I passed out. And Mm -hmm. the next morning she said, that was no lightning bug. I don't know what that was. And I said, uh, I'm going to find out. So I started researching angels and I'm so glad guys. though she saw it too. So she you weren't did. just left with the idea that it was just you. Exactly. Because no, I never, she never believed me when I would tell her other things that would happen. So she mm-hmm. was a witness and she's very practical and skeptical. So this was good for me because I'm like, okay, I, she saw it. Right. And so right. she, she was a little, a little shooken up about it really. And so uh-huh. she had a friend at work. I remember that uh, was very into Ekinkar. I don't know if you've heard of Ekinkar. I've heard of them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Say what it is, because I've heard the word, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like kind of like um, theosophy. It's like uh, they study, you know, spiritual things, Mm -hmm. Uh, new age, you know, different topics like angels and and, and spirit guides and meditation and all that. So the lady at her work said, oh, that was probably her spirit guide or an angel. And I thought, wow. So I already was obsessed with angels. I've mm-hmm. collected angel angels since I was little. I, everyone knew to buy me angels for Christmas because I love angel figurines, angel pictures, all of that. I've always loved angels. And so I told myself, I really believe it was an angel or somebody watching over me. Like I don't, I, I know it wasn't anything bad or negative now that I'm older and I've 
you know, studied these things, but at the time, shoot, you know, it's the unknown. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're scared, you know, cause you, it's, sure. you don't know what, why it's there. And, and uh, if it happened again, I would not be scared, but it has never happened again. It was just that day yeah. in That's my weird. life when I was 16. So my mother, you know, kind of opened up her mind too, but we talk about it all the time. And I remember I, uh, riding the bus with the girls from the basketball team after it happened. And, and I, I, and I told them what happened and they laughed, you know, cause they always knew, oh, you're a real imaginative, you know, they used right. to joke me yeah. and, uh, and they got me gag gifts for senior, uh, they got me an alien figurine and, you know, <laughs> they just joked me, uh, because they knew I was, you know, open-minded to these things. And yeah. so my mother told them, she told them, I saw it too. And she told them, and so they believed me and they knew it was pretty serious because my mother, she was like, no, it's true. She, we really saw this thing. So right. uh, I remember that. That was like in 1993. It, what yeah, do you think it locked you down though, that, you know, you couldn't approach it or you couldn't move? I don't know. I, I will say this after that happened, um, I got very into astrology that's when I went I started wanting to learn more about the soul you know why am I here on this earth what is my purpose like it really helped me get on the path of now what has been my lifelong journey of of helping people heal and helping people um, as a social worker um and and it I guess it was meant to be I believe that that experience was meant to be to get me um where I need to be now that I'm you know 46 years old. Yeah. 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 Oh. And I, be, I believe, um, I've had a lot of other experiences. I won't go into them, uh, live, uh, that were kind of similar, um, to that, um, experience, uh, dreams. I would, I feel like that experience, I know it sounds strange. I feel like it opened up my intuitive abilities and made me even more, um, intuitive. Let me just say that yeah. I would dream things deeply and then they would happen. After that experience with the ball light, I started dreaming about friends of mine or my family. And then the dream would happen. And I'm like, wait, I just dreamed this last night. And it was very eerie and, I, and no one could explain it to me, you know, and I was raised Christian. I was um, always, you know, I was mm -hmm. raised Baptist actually. And um, I, no one talks about those things, you know, right. even though it's right. all throughout the Bible, people dreamed all kinds of things in the Bible. So I knew it wasn't bad that I dreamed things. I knew that it was a gift that, that God wanted me to see these things and prepare me for, um, you know, one of the things that happened after the glowing balls, um, I dreamed of one of my very close friends in the neighborhood that he called me crying and, um, was very upset. I'm on the phone with them. Um, I, it was very detailed. And then I went to work the next day and, and then he called me that next night and the whole dream played out in real life, just like I had dreamed it up down to his clothes, his hat, his glasses. And I didn't even know he wore glasses, but in the dream, he had glasses on and I, I, that changed my life. And then ever since then, I've been an avid dream researcher. So I write down my dreams every night in a dream log. I listen to my dreams. I pay attention to my dreams because they have helped me and they prepare me for what's going to happen. And I've yeah. been able to help other people. Um, when I dream about people, I will, if I feel it's meant to share, I'll share it with them mm -hmm. and tell them about it. Um, sometimes I'll tell them later, Hey, I had this dream and I knew this was going to happen. 
Um, and so sometimes now I'll tell a friend or my husband or someone close to me about my dreams because mm -hmm. then I have like a witness, you know, yeah. like when it happens, I'm not crazy. Like I dream this and um, that happens all the time. I just live this stuff. Like this is part of my, who I am. Uh, was it, it was all enhanced by that, that glowing yes. ball? Yeah. So they yes. opened, they, it, whatever <laughs> opened you up really, and then brought you yeah. on to this path of, of study. Yeah. And, um, the, the dreams though, are they dreams or are they out of body traveling or they're, are you going in? What do you think? Are you going into other dimensions? I don't know. I, I believe that, well, number one, I know that it's not me doing it. So mm -hmm. it's like, I don't have control of my dreams. Like I wish I, I have friends that say, please dream about me. I want you to, dream. and right, I never right. dream about yeah. them. Yeah. Like I will dream about people that are kind of removed from me that are in my environment that mm -hmm. I'm not close to. And I'll dream about major changes and events coming into their life, but I can't even dream about my own best friend. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's like, I believe that I'm, it's like anyone that is open. I think I'm just very open. And, um, I think that that's how, you know, God, my God, you know, that I believe in a higher power, um, how they give me information to help me. It's like yeah. prayer. When you pray, sometimes you have a feeling or you'll feel like you have this comfort and you know what God wants you to do. I feel mm -hmm. like God gives me dreams and he knows I'm going to listen to those dreams because if I dream it, I pay attention. If it's just my gut instinct, I tend to doubt myself. You know, I'm like, oh, I could be wrong. You know, yeah, I don't want to, yeah. oh, I don't want to think that or feel that about that person or, you know, you don't, but when I dream, I take it seriously because mm -hmm. I've seen that it's, it's, it's coming proven. from, it's coming from, from my higher power to help me. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and sometimes I'm meant to help other people. And is it always yeah. about people or do you ever dream about the world? like Ukraine I, or, you know, something. I've had many, many dreams about, um, I dreamed about nine 11 before it happened. Oh, wow. uh, we were, we were living in Germany. Actually, my husband was in the military and we were in Germany and I had months and months of dream logs about airplanes mm -hmm. crashing into buildings and just very detailed That's dreams. That's terrifying and I, too, though. Yeah. It, it is yeah. some of because you can't do anything right you there's nothing no. you can do about this that's why i believe in destiny i mm -hmm. believe that there's certain things in this world and life that are meant to happen to the world uh, mm -hmm. and they're meant to happen to us personally that we cannot prevent it's like we can be prepared for them to be strong and be resilient but there's certain things that might happen that we don't understand why, but it's already set in motion. So when I dream something, I'm never able to prevent it. It's already yeah. set in motion. I just get a glimpse of the future of yeah. what is coming into, into someone's life and into the, into the earth, to the world. And like, what's I'll coming you an into example. the world? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's completely off topic, but, um, I think that, um, space travel, um, mm -hmm. life on other planets, uh, UFOs, all of this stuff is now in the mainstream media. It's in the news. I mean, the mm -hmm. Pentagon just released some stuff about uh, the UFO unidentified flying objects. I think that that's kind of where we're going. We're, we're in the age of Aquarius. 
Right. So everything in the age of Aquarius is about technology and science and space travel and, um, you know, all these, you know, things that we never thought we could do robots, you know, uh, talking to you here and can see you on a camera from all, from right. across the world. I mean, Zoom, you know, yeah. when, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, what you remember, we went out and played in the woods. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have TV. I mean, uh-huh. you know, are and we so better now, for it? <laughs> yes. That's a different so, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah. it's interesting because I think that, you know, major religions have predicted, you know, you know, that this age of Aquarius is a time where we will see a lot of technology, but I think we're going to see, you know, you know, we have the space force, we have um, all of these, you know, people going to space, going to Mars, right? All these things that we never imagined. Um, I think, you know, who knows in the future, we could be, you know, living on a different planet. I mean, this is all, this knowledge, this technology has been given to humanity from a higher power, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I believe because there's how, if you look inside a computer and all the little pieces and everything, how on earth did a human being figure that out? <laughs> you know, I don't know, it's just, it, it's amazing because, and it's like medicine, um, you know, vaccines, you know, with COVID and everything, it's just amazing that we, we have the science and the knowledge, um, I believe from our higher power and God to help us, help yeah. us survive, help us, um, heal help us um, overcome these really bad things. And I think it's all part of uh, destiny and it's meant to happen. Um, All of those experiences led me to studying astrology because I wanted to know why I was so different because Mm -hmm. I was, I always felt. I think I've lost you. Like I not other people. Oh, there you're back for a minute. I lost Like adopted. Oh, are you there? Am I back? Yeah. Oh, no. Could you I just repeat like what kind, you said? Because I lost sure. it for a minute. You know what I'm going to do? And, you know, excuse me to the listeners out there. No, no. Um, I'm going to turn off my video to to help with the bandwidth, maybe. All right. So, okay. um, you know, and we'll see if that helps a little bit with the voice coming through. Okay. Okay. So can, if you could just repeat that. So you wanted to know... Um, you know, where were you getting this information and why you, if I yes. understood you right? Yeah. Yes. I, I always felt like I was not from here. <laughs> I mm-hmm. felt like, I like, what am I doing here? I, I don't belong here. Um, There's been an error. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I even asked, I remember asking my mom one day, I'm like, are you sure I'm not adopted? You know, because yeah. I was so different than anyone in my family. You know, they were normal, uh, <laughs> as I say, normal. And I've never been normal. I've always been um, into, you know, why am I here and angels and and what happens when I die? You know, I've always had these these questions that no one could answer answer to me. So I wanted to learn myself. So I was very, very spiritual. I've always been very spiritual. And when I read about my sun sign, which is Virgo, and learned mm-hmm. a little bit more about um, my chart, I was shocked. I'm like, it validated all of the reasons why I am so different and why I'm weird. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and I loved it. I'm like, this is like a powerful tool of self-awareness and I want to master and learn how to do this for other people. So I, I taught myself astrology when I was um, age 16 to 19. And then when I got in college, I started doing free consultations for uh, my friends in college, my family, you know, people, um, in the St. Louis area, 
St. Louis, Missouri is where I went to uh, college. And I just did it for fun because I loved it. And I was helping people. And I was going to school to be a social worker. So I already wanted to be a counselor. So this really helped my counseling skills. Um, and you, know, you use this people. all the time in your work. I do. It, it's yeah. just a part of my life. And people that know me and work with me in, in every job I've ever had, they know that I'll, I'm into what's your sun sign. You know, I always ask them when's your birthday because mm-hmm. I believe um, in compatibility. You know, it's very scientific. Astrology, it's, it's, it's psychology. I call mm-hmm. it, I'm a psychological astrologer because right. I, I love to learn about people their main personalities, what their emotional nature is, you know, their, their talents, their gifts, their strengths. I love learning about people. And I, I see that their sun sign matches their personality. It's very accurate. And so I've always uh, studied it my whole life. And, and I am, and I use it in my practical life, mm-hmm. um, you know, to understand people and to work with people, you know, there's certain signs. I know that's a little bit more difficult for me to get along with. This has helped me um, overcome that because I understand them better, because I know, you know, I'm not like them. They're not like me. These are the challenges we have. And, and I use it in a very practical way. It's a, it's a very practical tool that is transformative because it really can help you um, grow and, and, and realize you can overcome any challenge. If you understand your basic sun sign and your basic personality traits, it's very simple. You don't have to get into being able to draw your own birth chart and do transits and aspects. You don't need to worry about that. That's where they lose me. That's where the astrologers lose me when they're doing my chart and and they start talking about that. I just kind of lose it. I don't know what they're talking about. So I don't know. So it's not of benefit to me, I guess, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. You you could go on astro.com and get and, and get a free birth chart. It's absolutely free. You go on there. All you need to know is your date of birth, year mm-hmm. of birth, exact time of birth, AM or PM is very important because the time will change the planets in the houses of your of your birth chart. And, and you need to know the city, state and country of your birth. You can pull up a free birth chart there. And, and I call it it's the map of your soul, your mm-hmm. natal chart or birth chart, as we call it is is why you're here. It, it is your personality on a piece of paper. It's energy. It, it, mm-hmm. it, and if you interpret it, you'll be able to understand and it'll just validate what you already know about yourself. When I would do you know, consultations, people would be crying and they would say, how do you know this? I'm like, this is not me just knowing something. This is science. This is your, this is your chart. And I'm just interpreting it based on all of the years I've studied all of these books and placements. And, and so they're just amazed how accurate it is. And it's because it it's I believe it's created by God and, and and it's a big part of every culture from the beginning of time. Astrology has been part of our culture. It's part of our um, our history and mm-hmm. and it's and it's accurate, you know, and and so I love to help people look up the basics and, you know, you can just get you can use my new book, Sun Signs, Houses and Healing, and you can look up um, what your sun sign is, read about your personality, how you heal you know, what are some of your gifts, how you are in relationships, what self-care activities benefit you and your sun sign. So if you're, you know, you're a Gemini, you can look up the Gemini chapter and it'll be all about you. And then if you have your birth wheel uh, from astro.com, you can know, okay, my son is in the 12th house. What does that mean? 
you can look that up in, in my book as well to read about yourself and see if it resonates with you. So you can find out uh, the basics about your sun sign and the house placement in my new book. It's very mm -hmm. simple, very basic, an easy read for a novice, any, uh, my mom or anyone off the street that doesn't know anything about this can read it and understand their own sun sign. And mm -hmm. that was kind of my intent of writing this book was to write on a very practical, basic level so anyone can, can gain that knowledge about themselves. And um, that is one thing that is so important. That is, it's simple. That's where I always get lost. It's simple. We're going to take a break in a minute. But before I go there, there's a question I always wanted to ask. How We're in the age of Aquarius. How long does the age of Aquarius last? And what's coming next? It's a good question. Uh, the ages last like could be 500 years. I mean, it, it, oh, okay. when, when the age of Pisces, when we were in the age of Pisces, which we were in for when, when Christianity started, you know, when Jesus walked wow. the earth, you know, we yeah. had, that's why in Christianity, the symbol is the fish, which is a symbol of Pisces. See, a lot mm -hmm. of people don't know that there's all these hidden astrological symbols throughout Christianity, throughout churches, in Europe, um, the book of revelation, you know, there, there's all of these astrological symbols, which that is what astrology is. It's a language of symbols. And that's why, um, you know, it can be a little difficult when you, it looks like a, a foreign thing. When you look at your chart, like, what are all those little things? Well, those are symbols. Right. And once you know the symbols, then you can look and see, and there's like, you know, a very basic, uh, cheat sheet, you know, you can say, okay, that's the moon. Okay. Where's my moon. But, um, I think with the age of Aquarius, um, it we're what happened in the age of Aquarius is very simple. COVID nineteen, when mm -hmm. COVID when COVID hit the world, we had to go full virtual remote work. Okay, people like my job went full. My normal job went full uh, work from home for two years. Mm -hmm. We had to adapt and use technology to survive. That is Aquarius, the sign of technology, the sign of computers, the sign of telephones, the sign of communication, right? Um, we, I would be on Zoom, three different Zooms on three different devices for my job during COVID. We trained on Zoom. We used to have to go in person. We didn't have to do that anymore. We were able to do our job fully, virtually, electronically. That is the age of Aquarius. And now we, a lot of people got used to that. So now yeah. they're talking about how this is the, the great age of the resignation. This is what they're mm -hmm. calling it because people don't want to go into an office and work anymore. They don't want to do that because they realize, Hey, I got a better work-life balance when I'm home with my dog. I can do some dishes. I can get a lot of work done. I'm more productive in my home office than I am getting up, rushing in the traffic, getting to work and then home every night. So people right. are quitting their jobs for remote positions so they can work electronically. And this is like very new age. Mm -hmm. Aquarius is, the, is the, the new age, the age of Aquarius. It's the age of astrology, uh, psychic phenomena, all of these things that, that are mystical is the wow. age of Aquarius. And so we're in we it know, now. Do we know how yes. long it lasts or can we know? 
Yeah, I could look it up and see. I haven't researched it. I, yeah, I, I have to apologize that I never. No worries. Yeah, I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question. I didn't. I haven't asked it to anybody before. But I, I wonder, well, how long is this yeah. and what's coming next? Yeah. But it won't well, be in my lifetime what's coming next. No, I it, it's yeah. going to be many, many, many hundreds of years. I mean, like if I'll give you an example of something that gives me the chills. But in, in, in the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, in the New Testament, the disciples asked Jesus, when, when will we know you will return? You know, he told them, you will see signs in the sun, moon, and stars upon my return. That is what mm -hmm. he said. Right. That's astrology. Yeah. That is the sky. I mean, that, that's what he meant. And mm -hmm. that's, and that's it. That's a quote from him and read in the Bible that he said that. And then they asked him, well, how will we know you know, they kept asking, you know, that seemed strange to them. They didn't know what that meant. Signs in the sun, moon, and stars. What does that mean? And he said, follow the man with the alabaster jar into the house he dwells to the disciples. That is what he told them. And, and that is the sign of Aquarius. The man holding the alabaster jar has been the ancient symbol of Aquarius since the, the ancient uh, Jewish uh, Kabbalists before Jesus was even around. So, that is the age of Aquarius. That's when he said he would return. So I think it's very interesting. That is really interesting. And we're going to take a break on that. We're going to have to come back. You're going to have to come back to hear more about this and what is happening now. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit AViewThroughTheVeil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one -one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, this is Barb Crowley, Metaphysics of View Through the Veil, and we're back with Carmen Turner Schott and her book, Sun Signs, Houses, and Healing. And we're going to talk about self-care and how important that is with astrology. So what do you think, Carmen? So each, each sun sign has, you know, their basic personality traits. And, uh, and we break it into four elements. So we have earth, earth signs, fire signs, air signs, and water signs. So let's talk about the earth signs real quick. The earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. All what I've noticed is that each of those signs that share the same element 
they benefit through similar self-care activities. Um, earth signs, they like to be outdoors in nature, they, you know, gardening um, at the beach, you know, out um, within the woods, getting to hike. They like to be cuddled up at home with their pet. They like comfort, they like stability. And Taurus and Virgo and Capricorn need to be able to withdraw from the world and stress and be by themselves to really um, nurture and um, do the things they love to do. You know, their hobbies, um, reading, writing, you know, cooking and being, being alone and, and have mm -hmm. in the comfort of their own home is, nesting. is a really, they need to yeah, be nesting. Yeah. That's, that's very important for their self-care. Um, you know, Taurus specifically needs to learn to let go of um, stress in the past and forgive uh, to help their self-care. Virgo, you know, they need to let go of perfectionistic tendencies. You know, they're really hard on themselves they're overthinkers. They have to learn to balance their thoughts and to learn to relax. They have to really try to um, withdraw from people and quiet their mind and just, you know, zone out and watch their favorite Netflix TV show or, or journal, um, listen to music, you know, whatever it is, but they need to uh, shut their mind off because they're, mm -hmm. they're always thinking and they're always wanting to do everything for everyone else. So they have a hard time telling people no. So Virgos need to be able to look and look to themselves first. How can I take care of me first? Because I can't keep helping everyone and neglecting myself because then I get depleted. You know, then their energy gets completely depleted and they don't have anything left and they get burned out. So Virgos need to learn to tell people no and, and take time for themselves and, and not have to be working all the time. You know, they're hard workers. They like to uh, achieve things. They're efficient. It's okay to relax and not do anything, you know, and that's mm -hmm. kind of a Virgo uh, self-care. Now, Capricorns are kind of similar to Virgo. They're workaholics. They love to achieve. They love to accomplish things. They're, they're um, very responsible. They put a lot of uh, responsibility on their shoulders, and they need to learn to get away from work and, and focus on their family, focus on their own hobbies, things that aren't work-related, taking vacations, taking time off work. You know, all of those things are important for Capricorn self-care, okay? And then we have the water signs, Cancer, Pisces, and um, drawing a blank, ha, ah, Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio. So Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio, they are emotional signs, and they are very empathic. So they draw and take on everybody else's energy, right, and take it into their own body. So Cancer's um, they rule the home. So cancers need to be um, at home, cooking, cleaning, cuddling with their pet. You know, they like the comfort as well, that comforter, mm -hmm. comforting activities. Uh, cancers typically like to, to read and to isolate themselves and withdraw. So um, not watching TV, not, um, you know, listening to music, but just really being in, in quiet peace and being able to read or journal, write. Um, helps cancers, maybe a hobby, pottery, art, you know, they can be very creative and artistic. And then, um, you know, Scorpio, uh, they are very much about, um, you know, healing, and they're very intense people emotionally. And they're, they're kind of someone that likes to achieve and, and work hard and, and get a lot done. And, and Scorpios really heal when they can withdraw and, and, and have that private time to, to, think about their emotions 
and to process them because they feel things so strongly, they don't typically express their emotions, okay? They, they repress them. Mm-hmm. So Scorpios benefit from anything that helps them get out those intense emotions, which could be, you know, cardio, exercise, running, walking, um, hiking. Um, it could be, you know, going hunting, doing their favorite hobbies. Um, you know, it could be listening, listening to music, you know, uh, that's really, you know, heavy metal, you know, something mm-hmm. that really helps them release that, that strong Pluto energy that they have. And, um, and they're, they need to do that so they can be balanced or they can feel very irritable. They can be um, angry and they can lash out at others if, if they don't take time for themselves. And then we have Pisces is the third water sign. And Pisces is very mystical and spiritual, very creative, but they are the, the compassionate one. So they take on everything in the environment. They absorb it. You know, they are like... Um, <laughs> They're just fish flapping out in the water with no protection. So they absorb everybody's emotions, negativity going on. They absorb it. And then they're like, wow, I'm feeling drained. I've just totally drained. And they want to just withdraw and escape from the world. And listening to music is helpful for them. Being um, near water, you know, near the ocean or bathing, um, you know, in a hot tub, you know, anything with water is healing for, for all three of the water signs. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, um, Pisces are usually, um, very artistic and creative. They have a talent. Sometimes they're musical. They can play an instrument. Sometimes they're artists. They love to draw. They love to sketch paint. So anything that can get them, um, you know, alone away from other people where they can really, um, you know, get that energy built up again and take self-care, um, seriously is important for them. Tai Chi, you know, breathing exercises, meditation, um, all of those things are very um, good for all three water signs. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we have the air signs, which um, is Gemini, Aquarius, and, um, and Libra. So I'm making notes here as I go. Gemini, uh, Aquarius, and Libra. So with Gemini, uh, Geminis are always thinking, always, their mind is always active. And they like to be on the move. So they can be very restless. They like to go, 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 be doing things. They like variety. They like excitement. They like, they get bored easy. So they need something to mentally um, challenge them, something that's interesting, right? And they tend to neglect their emotional side because they're so good at communicating and talking and sharing ideas, but they sometimes neglect their emotions or they don't really feel comfortable with feeling emotions. They try to intellectualize them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so it's really good for Gemini's to journal um, and write out how they feel and just to get it out of their body, out of their head, uh, playing games, um, you know, maybe chess, checkers, you know, cards, something that is kind of fun just to get their mind off of worries and work and stress. They like to be doing something with their hands. So maybe knitting, um, reading, learning things, a hobby, right? Fixing a car, you know, they're very handy type of people. They usually have a lot of talents. Mm-hmm. So taking time to do those things they love to do that are fun, you know, because Gemini's have a great sense of humor. They like a good laugh. So, um, you know, having fun, uh, joking around, you know, being social, being with friends actually energizes Gemini's. Whereas, you know, the water signs need to be alone to energize. Gemini, um, they like to be around people to energize. Same with uh, Libra, because Libra is also an air sign and Libra rules relationships and partnerships. And 
and they need peace and harmony in their life. And they want, they don't like conflict. So when they want to really unwind, they want to be with their partner. They want to be with uh, someone they love. You know, they don't like to be alone. So their self-care usually involves other people similar with Gemini. Um, they like to be, um, you know, social and, and maybe going to concerts, listening, you know, going to um, a theater, a play, you know, just doing things that are artsy. They also uh, benefit through, um, you know, just time and reflection to really balance out their emotions and anything that they can do um, that can help them uh, talk about how they feel and process things is helpful. And then uh, Aquarius, you know, Aquarius is um, also a free spirit. You know, they love to um, to be thinking and learning things and mastering things. And they love friends. They love social situations. So Aquarians like to, you know, do something that is uh, unique and different and and learn something different and being on their own, uh, being able to, you know, to go on a trip or just pick up and go wherever they want to go. And um do whatever they want to do. You know, they, they don't want to be held down or tied down and they like to kind of do their own thing. They don't need people around as much Aquarians than um, Libra and Gemini, you know, they uh, can withdraw into their own um, hobbies and do those things for self-care that are important. Right. And then we have uh, the fire signs, which are Aries, Leo and Sagittarius and Aries. Um, they like action. So they love uh, competing they love to be doing sports, um, you know, playing basketball, going for a run, going to the gym. Fitness is very, a very good self-care thing for them to get out their intense energy because they are very energetic. They can go, go, go kind of people. They have a hard time sitting still and withdrawing and really going within to focus on how they feel. They're all about outer action, outward action. So it's good for them to really take time to be with their family take off work. They don't always have to be accomplishing things all the time, which is their, their nature. They want to be doing things so they can do things that are fun and their hobbies and still be able to do self-care. Now to have, to tell an Aries to sit and meditate and to do deep breathing, it might be a little bit difficult for them, right? They're, they're not going <laughs> to like that. So yeah. that's what I mean, how each element, all the elements really deal with self benefit from self-care in different ways, right? That's how I'm trying to make it real basic. But um, then you have Leo and Leo's, um, you know, they're social. They want to have people around. They want to have fun. They want to, you know, go gambling, go to concerts, uh, travel, you know, do things that are fun. That's kind of their way of self-care. Um, you know, that they like to go out to eat and socialize, go to parties, right? And be around fun people that can help them unwind and relax, right? Um, and then you have Sagittarians, which are, free spirits. I mean, they love to be on the move. They're also very restless, you know, so they like to be doing things. So Sages can benefit through being uh, hiking, being outdoors um, in nature. They love that. They love to be free uh, driving in their car just, you know, feels like their movement, having some mm -hmm. kind of movement and moving around helps them feel better. Um, it's hard for them to sit still and to just meditate or do some breathing exercises, which would, would work for a water sign, right? Uh, but it would be more difficult for the fire signs. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of just some basic <clears throat> self-care things with those. And what, what do you like best about each sign? What is your favorite thing? All right. So I'm going to, 
I got them all listed here. I got my list, so I'm going to read them out, okay? <laughs> okay. I don't want to get me this. There's 12 signs. So everybody, yeah. there's 12 sun signs. And those, you know, the signs are constellations in the sky. Um, and when you're born, on your birth date and year, the sun was in a certain uh, sign when you were born based on uh, the date. And um, so Aries starts the starts the zodiac. And I love Aries have the ability to motivate people and they get things done. They're action kind of people. I love that. January. That's January. No, Aries is April. Uh, end okay, of March, sorry. end yeah. of April. Yeah. It, so it's a, the way to, easy way to understand um, the signs in the, in the houses is Aries starts the spring. So mm -hmm. when it's the first sign, so when the trees start blooming, the flowers start coming out, it starts, you know, spring's coming. That's end of March to end of April is Aries. Okay. Okay. So, and that's, that's how, you know, they're the, they're a cardinal sign. And cardinal signs rule the seasons of the year. So I'll tell you which signs are cardinal. That means, and you'll say, oh, that's that's why, okay, it's it's uh, spring. They're Aries, right? You'll start realizing when you find people's birth dates out that, uh, you know, it all relates. It all It's all mm -hmm. connected. But Taurus is the second sign. And I love how they're peaceful and they have such a calming nature and they can listen and really... Um, just really calm people down if people are stressed because they have a very earthy energy. I love that about Taurus. Mm -hmm. And then Gem Gemini's, I love their friendliness and their ability to multitask and their ability to communicate and just be friendly and social and make you feel comfortable, you know, like to talk with them. I love that. And then Leo, um, they're charming and in their enthusiasm. They're like a little child when they get excited and they uh, are very generous and kind-hearted. I like that about Leos. Mm -hmm. And Virgos, I love and appreciate their eye for detail. And they have a very modest nature. You know, they're very studious. They work really hard, but they never brag. You know, they're very modest and shy types of people. And I like that about them. And if you need someone to edit a book or edit a something you've written, they, they're really good at finding all the errors and the little small details that everyone misses. Uh, that's mm. one of their talents. So, and then Libra, I love how Libras are, um, you know, very, e very easy going and calm and they have the ability to listen to others and, and really, um, just not talk and listen. Like they're very comforting types of people. Um, and I love how they're peacemakers, you know, if, if there's a conflict, they are so good at, you know, being in the middle and trying to say, you know, I, I'm going to be the peacemaker here. I'm going to be the diplomat. I can see your side. I can see the other person's side. They're good at seeing both sides of issues. And, um, and I like that about them. They really help, um, you know, lessen conflict among other people. And then Scorpio, I love Scorpio's depth and their intensity, um, their, and their ability to keep a secret. Okay. They are very, very good at keeping secrets. And, and you got to appreciate that uh, with your friends and family that are Scorpios, because you know, you can tell them something and they will not tell a soul. And that, and, and that loyalty that they have when they trust you, they'll do anything for you. So I love that about Scorpio. But Scorpio to me is also the sting. They'll, they'll zap you. Yes, they can. If yeah. you betray them, if you betray a Scorpio, they don't, if they don't trust you, they can sting and, and they can protect themselves. And you're very right. Yeah. They, they will cut you off. They can cut people off and walk away. 
um, and they will do it if you hurt them. So mm. that is the other, the dark side of Scorpio. I've yes. had them come out of nowhere. It seems like for no reason wow. and just zap. <laughs> it's like, what wow. was that? Yeah. Yeah. Intense, yeah. intense. They, they're ruled by Pluto. So their, um, their emotions are extreme. You know, it's love and hate. Uh, mm -hmm. they're either happy or unhappy. You know, their emotions are very, um, no gray very, areas, huh? No, no. They yeah. either like you or they don't. They either yeah. trust you or they don't. And if, but if they trust you and you earn their loyalty, they, they are very, um, very it's true complete. Friends. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And then Sagitt the only thing about Scorpio though, too, is even though they're a water sign, they don't seem like they're a water sign because they don't show vulnerability. They don't mm -hmm. show their emotions to you very easily. It's hard to read them because they let it all bubble up inside and they keep it very repressed and secretive, right? How they feel. Right. And so you can feel it coming out of them that, man, they seem really intense, but they're not like, they don't seem like they're um, a water sign because they don't show that sensitive side very easily, but they have it inside, inside mm -hmm. their, uh, and then Sagittarius, I love Sagittarius. I have, I tend to draw Sagittarius people. I don't know what it is. A lot of my friends and my mother is a Sagittarius, um, but they're, I love their ability to, to have fun and, and to pursue adventure. And they love to travel. They love to learn and see new things. And my mother was always my travel partner. She was a trooper when I lived overseas. She was the only one that would come fly over there and visit me. And she would put her backpack on and we would run through the, the train station and we would, you know, catch the train. And here she was, my mother, just, you know, keeping up with me, right? Traveling all over the place and uh, living out of a suitcase. So, you know, she, she's a free spirit. She likes to, you know, they like to feel the wind in their hair. They like to be able to come and go as they please. And mm -hmm. they, and I love, I love their ability to be truthful and direct. You know, they do it in such a kind way. Um, if, you know, I, my Sag friends are like, listen, I'm going to tell you the truth. You need to stop doing this because you're being a baby, you know, you know <laughs> and, 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 and get over it. Yeah, they're very blunt. And, yeah. but they do it with kindness because they really do care about helping people, but they're fire. So they can't help it. They're a fire sign. So it comes out a little bit more direct than, you know, you're used to. And then uh, Capricorn, you know, Capricorn, uh, I got so many Capricorns in my life. My best friend, my dad. My grandfather and my brother are all Capricorn. They're all born the same week in, in January, right? Jeez, First week of yeah. January. And uh, I love their ability to work hard, their work ethic, and their, their dependability and reliable. They are so reliable. And you know you can count on a Capricorn to be there if you need them. And I appreciate how hard they work to su support their family and support their loved ones, um, you know, and, and how responsible they really try to be. I love that about Capricorn. And then Aquarians... I just love how they don't care what other people think about them and they will dye their hair purple or pink or orange and, yeah. and get earrings in their nose. And they don't care if you like them or not. And they are being their true authentic self. So I love that they're eccentric and they walk to the beat of a different drummer. And I love their innovative ideas. You know, they're very smart, very intelligent. They're, they, they see the future and, and they're able to, you know, just be um, amazing um, in a group you know, to think outside the box kind of people. They're really great to have in a, in, in a group if you're working towards something creative. So I love them. And then Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. And Pisces, I love their compassionate, kind nature, their, their empathy. 
they're just such such sweet people um their kindness and i love their spirituality and their mystical energy and i just i really enjoy uh friendships of pisces but those are the 12 signs do you, do you have any questions about any of them or I want to, well, I'm Gemini, so that's, you know, what I'm most interested in. But the other thing, too, is, and we don't have a lot of time, but what are the two best signs together and the two worst signs together? That's a good question. So in astrology, it's all about the elements. So it, traditionally, earth signs and water signs are most compatible, okay? Mm -hmm. Because if you think of nature, you have the earth water flows on the earth, they kind of exist together, right? Coexist. Right, right. So, so those earth signs um, are going to get along better with the water, with the water signs and earth and earth get go together well and, and water and water signs go, go together well, mm -hmm. if that, you know, if that makes sense. And then um, fire and air go together because fire, you know, air helps air. fire grow. Yeah. 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 It's just like nature. So the fire and air signs are very compatible. Um, and so are, of course, fire and fire, and then, you know, air and air. Um, mm -hmm. Those are the best as far as traditional compatibility based on sun sign alone. If we're just looking at the sun sign, uh, that's how you'll know. Um, and another thing people don't always um, realize is this, you also are highly compatible in relationships and partnerships with your polar opposite sign. Mm -hmm. And Every sign has a polar opposite sign. So in my book, um, and in each chapter, you can read like you're a Gemini, right? You can yeah. look, it'll say what your polar opposite sign is in your chapter, which for you is Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. So Gemini and Sagittarius typically are very compatible. But when you, you say polar opposite, people think, oh, that means we're nothing alike. Well, you actually share a lot of similarities, even though you do have a lot of differences there's similarities. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, for instance, you share the same, um, modality in astrology is what we call, which is uh, cardinal fixed or mutable. Every sign is either a cardinal sign, a fixed sign or a mutable sign. So in the book, I talk about that in the introduction about what that means, all of this basic stuff. And then in your uh, chapter, you can say, okay, I, I'm a Gemini, I'm a mutable sign. Oh, mm -hmm. my polar opposite is Sagittarius. And you'll learn about the basics in my book. And you um, know what, though? You're going to, and to my listening audience, you're going to have to buy the book because we're going to have to uh, go now. And I want to make sure that they know where to buy your book and how to get hold of you. So if you can tell us that. Sure. Uh, the, the title of my book called Sun Signs houses and healing build resilience and transform your life through astrology and the book is available on amazon.com it's available on uh Llewellyn, uh publishing it's available on barnes and noble books a million if you google sun signs houses and healing and my name carmen turner shot you will see all the books pull up they're 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 uh live you can buy mm -hmm. one uh, and learn more about yourself and it's and, a very simple you, book. In fact, we didn't get into what the houses were. I just had to throw that in. <laughs> so it's yes, a very good a book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then your website. Yes, my website. Um, it's www, the number eight, the word A-N-D, eight and 12, the number 12, houses.com. Eight and 12, houses.com. 
And, and you do can you find do out consultation with people or can I, they get hold of I, you for that? I, yes, through my website, you can contact me. I will say that my focus has been on writing the past two years. So I don't do as many consultations, but I do have a wait list. So if, if someone really wants me to do one, I can put them on my wait list and you can contact me through my website. It'll come right to my email and I'll, I'll respond to you and get back with you. Okay, that's you can, great. Thanks yeah. so much, Carmen, for being on. I've really enjoyed it. it was Thank so you. chock full of information and, and absolutely, you know, fascinating, you know, how Thank this you. works. So that's Thank great. You. Thank you. And have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.